Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and the show is I Work For Him. That's right. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in. However you may be hearing us today, we want you to know that um, our goal, our dream, our vision, what God has told us for you is that your workplace is a mission field. And hopefully today we'll just be a little bit more inspiration about that and may spur you to just look at things a little bit differently in your workplace and say, Lord, how can I better invite you in today. Well, and and to finish that off, our workplace is our mission field. And then in that mission field, you and me may be the only Jesus our coworkers, our employees may ever meet. That it's all about sharing the good news that you and I are experiencing with somebody who's not experienced it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's all about Jesus. That everything about our lives has changed because of Jesus. And everybody around us needs to know that they need to experience it. They need to meet Jesus. Uh, And and it's not that we're trying to turn everybody into an evangelist that stands up on a podium, Uh, but we all need to be sharing the incredible freedom that we've gotten in Christ. Well, and just realizing that for you, the listener, your podium might be when you go in the airplane traveling to a sales appointment, um, the, the meeting that you have with someone, the students that you teach, the um, patients that you serve, whatever that might be, Jim, maybe it's even the guy you play golf with, is your, that, that golf cart is your podium. That is your opportunity to be intentional. You know, today on the show, Martha, we're going to talk with Ryan Haley mm-hmm. from A Better Way. Check him out online, abetterwaypodcast.com. One of the things he said was this, as we prepped for this interview, yeah. our lives should demand a supernatural explanation. I just, I mean, that's some seriously powerful stuff. And, and we've hinted at this on I Work For Him before, but I, I've always said our lives should be so compelling that people can't stand to be around us without asking the question, what is going on in your lives? But this, our lives should demand a supernatural explanation. I mean, it means that what we do, what we accomplish should depend on the power of God. Well, and also um, it kind of goes along with our story, Jim, where we're saying, you know, if God, let God do something in our lives that we, we can't possibly take the credit for it because it's something bigger than us that God made happen. And, and that's really the connection that we have with Ryan Haley. And we can't wait for you to hear from Ryan. Again, check him out online at betterwaypodcast.com. And while you're waiting for us to come back from the break, Check us out online, iworkforhim.com, iwork4him.com. And if you want to listen to the show every day, but you don't have time to listen on the radio, you can, of course, subscribe to the podcast. We're on every major podcast platform, I Work For Him. We'll be right back. Your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, hey, hey wait a minute. Have you ever prepared yourself for your daily workplace missions trip? January of 2020, we invite you to join Martha and I on our very first I Work For Him Marketplace missions trip. The trip takes place in your workplace the last two weeks of January. Here to tell us more is Mike Henry from Follower of One. 
Hey, Mike, on January 20th, the I Work For Him Nation embarks on his first ever Marketplace mission trip, and Martha and I are so excited. How can people get signed up before it's too late, and what will they experience when they go on this Marketplace mission trip, and where can they find out more about it? We will pray for you and send you emails each day for two weeks. The first week, you learn about the five daily activities that we encourage. And the second week, the emails give you practical ideas about how to interact with the people that you work with or the people that you work for. Also, during the second week, we have a nightly conference call where you can join and hear about others' experiences from that day and hear stories. It can get pretty exciting. Listeners can find out more at iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Thanks, Mike. To join us on our I Work For Him Marketplace missions trip to your workplace, go to iworkforhim.com forward slash events. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Start 2020 with a missionary-focused, ministry-driven attitude in your workplace. iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. We're so glad that you tuned in today as we head out to Colorado because Colorado is beautiful this time of year. Really want to make sure that you know how to get a hold of us online. As we get Before we get to our guest, Martha, I want to just remind people how they can talk to us. Well, Jim, they can talk to us if they go to our listener line, which is 866-713-9675. 866-713-WORK is our phone line. It's our listener line where people can call in, leave me a a minute message, and um, connect with us that way. But remember, everything that you need to connect to us to, you can find through our website at iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com. You know, Jesus said that he came that we might have life and live it to the fullest. He offered a new way of life, an alternative to what the world has been offering. He lived it. He demonstrated it. It was truly a better way. Joining us today is Ryan Haley. He has a podcast and a ministry called A Better Way. Let's learn about it together. Ryan Haley, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks, guys. It's a blessing to be on the show. I appreciate it. We're excited about Ryan. We'd love to hear, what's your Jesus story? Wow. Well, there's many, um, but in a nutshell, uh, I received Jesus when I was about eight years old in second grade at a uh, church that I went to back in Portland, Oregon, where I grew up with. And I kind of lived one foot in, one foot out of the kingdom most of my life growing up. And I pretty uh, significantly took a detour, a prodigal you know, departure, if you will, starting around in the high school, beginning college where I really wasn't living out my faith, and um, and that probably went on for about seven years or so, and my real comeback to Jesus moment was when I crashed a helicopter when I was a U.S. Navy helicopter pilot Mm. back in 2007, and miraculously, we all survived, and um, were able to walk away from the crash, but that was a low point that really got my attention, kind of uh, similar to the prodigal son eating pig slop, you know, and kind of coming to his senses, and I realized, you know what, this isn't the life I want to live, and this is, uh, you know, something that's a, too big to sweep under the rug, so to speak, which I had been doing for a long time. And so that was kind of the beginning in my adult life of coming back to faith in Jesus. And then, you know, since that time in the, you know, 11 or 12 years since, I've had amazing experiences with God along the way. And um, a couple of years ago, got a really profound revelation of grace. And about two years ago, I started A Better Way, which was just a podcast at the time, and I just recently expanded to a blog and social media and so really, for me, the journey is one of going deeper with Jesus, learning 
more about his goodness, this revelation of grace, and getting out of performance anxiety, striving in human effort, and seeing this incredible journey of where the supernatural meets the practical in business and in life. And so this is something that has improbably but very divinely uh, come to pass in the last several years, and it's a, a life message you call and I know that I'll be pursuing and growing in the rest of my life. Mm. So you, um, the Lord really showed you in so many ways, and I will dig into that a little bit more in some of the specifics, but you saw how your your faith and Holy Spirit and your relationship with the Lord really impacted and connected with your work. Talk about that. Yeah, so um, I was, like I said, a naval officer, and um, my last assignment was at the Pentagon in the Washington, D.C. area, and I was uh, a manpower analyst doing defense budgeting um, on the staff of the Chief of Naval Operations, and it was a very, you know, uh, cubicle-type job, spreadsheets, PowerPoints, budgets, stuff like that, and um, it was not, it was getting to a point where it was becoming increasingly obvious it wasn't fulfilling to me personally, mm-hmm. and at the same time, outside of that, I had... Um, just recently joined a church when I moved out to the D.C. area and been involved with a small group that started really small, but we were all in a place of real deep hunger for greater things from God. And that small group, uh, within about nine months, became a pretty large group of, you know, about 45 people showing up every week and 70 people on an emailing list. And I was really growing in my uh, spiritual gifts and development as a leader and just understanding more about how um, God's kingdom and His reality and presence in my life impacted all areas, and I became increasingly dissatisfied with what by all rights was a very comfortable, well-paying, secure job, you know, that had a great career track and trajectory, but I just became um, more and more consumed with wanting to step into what God had for me personally. That was something that was deep within me as far as a passion and a gifting and something that was going to be centered around Him. So I got out of uh, the Navy in February 2014 and started full-time as a realtor, which is a whole other God story. It's very mm-hmm. nothing that was on the radar, but um, I, I really felt God drawn me into that. And I probably learned more in my 18 months as a full-time realtor about business than I did in 18 months in an MBA program when I was in the Navy. And they're both important and they came together. But it was through that process of trusting God in my business, which is, regardless of your faith background uh, or whatever belief system you have, there is an inherent uh, element of faith when you're generating your own income, working, you know, full-time, whether it's a realtor or any other business that you have, and um, it's a real element of uncertainty. So I was forced to kind of lean into a a greater level to let God in, and he did some amazing things throughout that 18 months as a realtor and really laid a foundation for an understanding of business and uh, how our lives can come together in a way that's much more creative and a lot more freedom and flexibility for us to incorporate things just in um, being self-employed as a business owner or somebody who um, generates their own income. And then increasingly as time went on, God started speaking to me more about uh, His grace and letting Him run the show and not me, which went against the grain of everything in my body is, you know, being trained in over 10 years as a naval officer and then in, you know, business and this American culture that's so, you know, self-focused and it sounds really good, but I became uh, very aware of these counterintuitive principles from the kingdom of God where we can let him do most of the work and get a better result in a better way that is going to glorify him and lead to much greater increase and peace and rest in our lives. A better way. 
I like that. So that's maybe where you got that name. But you're in Washington, D.C., and then all of a sudden the Lord moves you all the way to Colorado. Okay, Why the 2,500-mile transplant? <laughs> well, it was kind of interesting. I've been working really hard for about, you know, over a year to, you know, generate referral. I worked exclusively by referral and personal relationships. So I was taking a lot of time and effort to, you know, grow the pipeline and my real estate business, and actually it started to. I started getting more inbound calls and leads deals coming through, some miraculous, you know, transactions that occurred. But as I became more and more uh, busy with that, the very thing I was working for, I realized over time there was this growing lack of peace and tension within my soul. And I'm like, God, I don't understand this. I know you called me into this. You blessed it clearly. Things are, you know, opening. Everything I've worked for is starting to bear fruit. And yet I can't shake this lack of peace and anxiety, you know, as I get into this. And I, I took four days at a monastery out in the countryside in Virginia off the grid, which is a big step of faith because as a realtor in this day and age, you're constantly, you know, oh. change your phone and your devices 24-7. Yeah. And so I went off the grid. I just took some time in silence, you know, to, to listen to him. And I felt like he was telling me um, to release my real estate and just wait on him for the next thing. And I, I was coming into it thinking, God, I'm so sorry I don't know where my head is. I need to get back on track. I need to keep my hand in the file and be faithful and, um, you know, stay where you put me. And I realized in that time of just seeking him and silence and meditation and prayer that it was actually him that was leading me out of that. And he was like, not only is it okay if you don't do what you're continuing to, you know, continue to do what you're doing right now, but you're actually, you would be fighting actively against me if you didn't because I have set you up and I have got something for you. So, when you come back from this retreat, I want you to just sit around indefinitely, stop working all your deals, refer anything else you've got in the pipeline, and wait on me to drop something in your lap. And at first I thought, get behind me, Satan, that is not God, that is foolish, irresponsible, lazy, that makes no sense. And then there was a whole series of events that I don't have time to go into, but it was an amazing experience where I actually, three months later after that, ended up having the opportunity to move from D.C. to the Bale Valley in Colorado to work for a guy who was a believer and had a startup. It was a mobile marketing app that he was doing and he wanted uh, me on board with that. At the same time, totally independently, there's an opportunity to become involved with the ministry that I had gotten connected to out in that area. And, um, and then I had this amazing opportunity to stay in a beautiful, amazing mansion and have this house, you know, this whole basically a wing to myself in uh, what was at the time what USA Today called the most unaffordable county to live in in the U.S. So I got this amazing deal for an incredibly cheap rent, and all, all the things just fell into place. And that was a transformative period of my life where I realized that, like, you know, it was not only not the way I thought, it was completely opposite to the way I thought. But that as I took time to just, you know, humble myself, quiet myself, listen to God, give up the things and all the activities I was doing that seemed to be generating results, and wait on him. Um, he showed me in that in that time period that Ryan, I can do more in one moment than you could do in an entire lifetime of your own work and striving and efforts. And so that happened several other times. Actually, nine months later, I moved from Bale back mm -hmm. to DC, and then five months later, back to Colorado, where I went to Karis Bible College, and then started a podcast. And there's a whole lot in there I have to skip over, but that was kind of the, the seeds of the revelation that has now become a better way. So talk about that comment where you realized that God said, you know, Ryan, I can do more in one moment that you could do in a lifetime or whatever the exclamation was there. How, how did you see that or how did he tell you that? 
So first, you know, I was wondering about like, okay, God, I'm in a full-time job where I don't have salary benefits. I've got to generate my own income. And, you know, this is like, this makes no sense to do this. And he gave me this um, analogy as I was at that retreat of um, kind of like a business proposition where you're maybe the sole proprietor of a company that makes $100,000 a year. And then you tentatively do one deal, one deal or contract out, you know, with this guy named Jesus. And he does a really good job on that one contract, and so you give him another contract, and then eventually it comes to a partnership agreement where maybe he's got 25% of the company, I've got 75%. And eventually, as he continues to be faithful and does much more in that partnership than I could do on my own, he kind of raised the question, would you rather have 100% ownership of a $100,000 company or be a 1% minority stakeholder in a $500 billion company? Mm-hmm. And if you run the numbers, you're much better off with the latter than the former. And so, you know, when I was thinking I need to do this and that, and he said, just wait on me, stay, you know, on this indefinite vacation of just listening to me and let me put things in a place that you couldn't possibly see or expect. And in that process, like I said, I had this whole thing open up with this opportunity. I went out to a retreat in Vail in May, met a guy and stayed an extra week. All these things happened and it was nothing I could have done. And so that was kind of where mm, that, you know, first. That's happened. awesome. How did rest fit into all of that, Ryan? Because you said something to us as we were prepping for the interview today that rest, that, that we need to invest in rest. How did investing in rest allow you to hear the Lord clearly? So, number one, um, especially in a city like DC that is so frantic and frenetic and the pace and everything, there's so many things vying for your attention. And even if you're out in a little mountain town in Woodland Park, Colorado, like me, there's still with social media and everything we're exposed to, there's so much just coming at us all the time. And I think it's sometimes important for us to remove ourselves from the clutter and the clamor to be able to hear clearly God's voice. It's always there speaking to us, but yeah. it's just a matter of kind of dialing the frequency and so we're cutting the interference out. And so in that place of resting, of getting off the grid, listening to God, and that experience and many others since then, um, I was able to clearly hear the signal that was being constantly broadcast from heaven into my own heart, and that led me to do some things that I never would have thought on on my own. And so it's in that period of three months of not working on any real estate deals, sitting around just waiting for God, as I was spending time investing my time and my focus and attention in the Word and prayer and journaling and you know fellowship and you know, life counsel with other believers, God was able to, I gave him basically the opportunity and through my availability to hear from him. And then also because I had, you know, kind of laid down some things that were taking up a lot of my time, because I had that period of rest and kind of open schedule, it made me available for opportunities that came my way that I got out of that revelation spending time. Mm. People want to find you online. How do they find a Better Way podcast? Where do they go? So a Better Way podcast dot com is my website and then i've also got a blog i'm on all uh, pretty much you know most of the major uh podcast platforms and i've also got an email which you can sign up for at my website and you'll be on excellent a better way podcast.com ryan you said something to, to martha and i as we we're prepping for today's show and and i love it in fact i wrote it down in my journal so that i could be reminded about this all the time you said and i quote our lives should demand a supernatural explanation. What do you mean, Ryan Haley? Well, first of all, I can't take credit for that <clears throat> quote. Uh, I don't know where that came from. I do John Maxwell, but I heard somebody say that, and it really resonated with me. And what I mean by that is that 
there's a lot of ways we can achieve success. You know, we can be very disciplined. We can work really hard. We can follow business principles. And none of those things are wrong. We can even do that in our Christian lives, you know, by trying really hard to please Jesus and God, by, you know, obeying the Ten Commandments and, you know, trying hard to live a good life. But when we do that, it doesn't really give the glory and the honor to God, because anybody who's smart and disciplined and has some kind of knowledge base or connections could do that. So what I've found in my life and business and many others who I interview on the podcast, including you guys, is that when we do things that are not only not the way we learn to think, but go completely opposite to it and seem foolish, irresponsible, unwise, but we're following the still small voice of the Holy Spirit within us, then we'll make this, we'll believe things that will then lead us to make decisions that have outcomes that would not make any sense to the casual observer. And so when we're talking about um, for instance, building business, and we do it in a way where instead of, you know, the typical daily schedule that we have and the activities we would do, some of which come into play frequently, but, um, you know, for one example, I'll give you an example of somebody interviewed named Christine Sullivan um, on it's, um, ABW4 on the podcast, and she was trying really hard to generate some income after an accident she had. She couldn't work, and she had a, a hundred items to do list for that day, and God told her, set that aside and just take a day off and go to the coffee shop and just hang out, which didn't make any sense. Well, sure enough, she does that. She happens to meet somebody at that coffee shop. There was a divine appointment and set things into motion that couldn't otherwise have happened, mm. you know? And we can do this with our finances, too, you know? It makes no sense that when we give money away that we're going to actually receive back more. Or if we take time to rest and invest in our time with God and our family, and then um, we get this disproportionate output from our activities and efforts, because they're laser-focused on what God's doing, what He's going to bless that, He's going to breathe on that, He's going to make what our hands touch prosper. And so we could spend 8 or 12 hours a day trying to do things our way, or we could maybe spend an hour with Him in quiet time of prayer and a day off that leads to an idea, a connection, or whatever, that sets into motion a, a you know, series of events that couldn't otherwise be explained and makes no sense, but yet has the unmistakable, measurable bottom-line results that are indisputable. So what happened to her in the coffee house? Did I miss that? She missed. She met somebody. Oh, she met somebody. Okay. Somehow I got to listen to everything you were saying. All of a sudden, I, I asked. I'm like, okay. Jim always wants to know. I want to know. I mean, like, okay, where is she at today? I mean, did did she take care of all her medical debt, and is she doing incredible things today? Yeah. So uh, real quick with Christine, it's been a while since I talked to her. That was a couple of years ago. I did that interview, but she had, you know, didn't know how she was going to pay her rent because she couldn't work. She had a brain injury from a traffic uh, from a car accident. And um, she had just been making these little trinkets, you know, that she was just loved to do as part of her natural gifting. It blessed people. And so she would just give them to her friends. And then she's in the middle of this financial crisis, and she doesn't know if she's going to pay rent. And she's making these things in her spare time just because she likes to. And her friends, like, start saying that they are demanding that they accept payment from them for her to be able to do this. And she's like, no, no, this is just a side thing. I don't want to do this. And then enough people said it, and kind of the light finally dawned. Mm. And she's like, wow, maybe I should do this. So, you know, uh, again, I haven't spoken to her for a while, but fast forward, she's got an amazing business now where she makes these things. She has um, an amazing strategic connection with a very well-known um, national and international um, company and distributor that she's now involved. You know, she's in their store. She's got a platform online. She is prospering way beyond awesome. what she was doing at whatever job she had. Mm. Ryan Haley, every day on your podcast, you get to interview some incredible people. I want to make sure people connect with you. A betterwaypodcast.com, a betterwaypodcast.com. Love your faith. Can't wait to see what the Lord does with you next. Ryan Haley, thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you, guys. It's been a blessing. 
Check them out online at betterwaypodcast.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work work for for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com. 